0: it's so important to represent yourself well, not to impress other people that is a part of it, but to put that imprint on yourself, like working from home. Pre-pandemic, I've always worked from home. I always get dressed. I always get dressed. I always do my hair. I always do my makeup because I have a self-perception that wearing sweatpants is lazy. Right? And that's gonna make me more inclined to like, oh, let me take my laptop to the couch and work. Let me just kind of lay down a little bit when I'm working. Let me not get on Zoom because I look like crap today. But when you're dressed and when you're showing up, you're giving yourself cues that I mean business and like, let's get some stuff done.
1: Welcome to CEO School. I'm your host, Sanira Madani. And I believe that you deserve to have it all. Less than 2% of female founders ever break 1 million in revenue and less than 25% of women are breaking the C-suite glass ceiling. And our team at CEO School is on a mission to change that. Each week, you'll learn from incredible mentors who are breaking the statistics, as well as women well on their way, sharing how they defied the odds so that you can do it too. If you are an ambitious woman who wants to create a life of impact through financial freedom, self-growth, and find confidence in your voice, Grab a seat because class is officially in session. This episode is sponsored by The Club, a quarterly box and digital monthly community to help you level up in leadership and life. Learn more today at join.theceoschool.co slash the club. Hi everyone, I'm Snara Madani and welcome to CEO School. Today's guest is a leading fashion expert who is revolutionizing the way that people dress, and most importantly, feel. Lauren Messiah is a former celebrity stylist who has now founded two companies and get this, written three books. Lauren approaches fashion from the inside out and believes in elevating your life through style. She's been named Google's Women to Watch, featured in Forbes, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, The Hollywood Reporter, and even Vogue. And I couldn't be more excited today to welcome Lauren to the show and congratulate her on her most recent book launch. Lauren, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm so excited to have you. We haven't had a celebrity stylist on the show before and we were just chatting. I'm actually working from home today. So I'm in like literal sweatpants on the bottom here, uh, that you can't tell. I'm usually dressed, uh, pretty, uh, Fashion forward in the office, I would say. But today is my 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 casual day. But I'm so excited to talk about style and what you're doing for women. This is something that I believe is so important to feel good from the inside out. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your background. Tell us a little bit about the book that you just launched. Uh, let's get started.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, my entrepreneurial journey it starts when I'm like five years old. But you know, I won't I won't bore you with all the details. But you know, me growing up, I was, I was, and still am a hardcore introvert. And I always had trouble expressing myself with words. And I found that style was a really nice way for me to express myself, for me to open up conversations and feel comfortable. And that thread has kind of carried with me throughout my entire life and throughout my entrepreneurial journey. So, you know, I'd say the big turning point for me, we'll just skip from five to, you know, 28 years old. Uh, At 28 is when I started my first company. And I noticed that so many doors were slamming in front of me, no matter how smart I was, no matter, you know, how much knowledge I had, I'd be in meetings. And if there was a male in the room, they would just assume that it was his company, that he was in charge. And people were asking me to get coffee, to take notes. And I'm like, I'm the boss. Like, what what are you talking about? So I had this moment where I kind of looked in the mirror and I had already been styling women, you know, really powerful women in Hollywood to help them show up as themselves. Like they had a warped perception of who they were. So they're dressing like an assistant and they're the boss. So I looked in the mirror and saw that I was doing the same thing. I was dressing like a 20 something party girl kid, you know, wearing pink dresses and glitter and I'm trying to be a boss. So the moment that I became my own client and made myself over in a way that would open doors that would help my own self-perception, everything changed within a year, my business reached seven figures. And my confidence increased and just everything started to change. And it's not because I was dressed cute because I was cute before. I just wasn't appropriate before for what I was trying to do. It was me really embodying who I am and who I want to be. And since then, I've been teaching women how to do the same thing because I don't care about trends. I don't care about Fashion Week. I don't care about what's in Vogue magazine. I care about women having confidence and stepping into their power so they can be successful and clothing is a huge ingredient to that to that recipe.
1: I love it. I love this story and I think that many of us, I can especially uh relate to the story of where you're not taken seriously. And people ask you for coffee or people ask you um, to do the things when you're like, hey, I'm the boss. I actually, I have a funny story here about that, that I'm, I'm going to maybe off on a tangent share with the audience here. Um, at my first CEO retreat for uh, my private equity group, where they invite all the CEOs every year of the portfolio companies that they've invested in. This is the first time that I've raised meaningful venture capital. I think I'd raised 15 million at the time for my business. And I'm invited to this conference. And they had just closed on our deal that week. And they're like, oh, we have this incredible conference that we host every year. You have to come. And I'm like, absolutely. So the deal announcement wasn't really out yet. The deal had closed, but it wasn't public knowledge yet. And I arrived to the conference hall and I'm outside, had to step outside. So I left my bags inside. I collected my, you know, my information, my badge and stuff. And I had literally walked out on the phone. I had, I was carrying on a partner conversation. So I had a business call that I had to attend to. I was outside kind of pacing right in front of the lobby door and, right outside the steps. And, you know, I see this big black car pull up and another executive like comes right out of the car and he comes past by me and then he turns around, he's like, hey, which way can I get my ID badge? Where can I get my information set up? So I'm like on the phone and then I'm like, put my phone away and I'm like, like it's in there, carry on my conversation. And then it happens again. And I see somebody else come out and then they come up and they're like, hey, uh, you know, where can I get my registration? And I literally finished my partner calls. Like, I think that they fucking think that I'm like the event manager here. Walk inside and my private equity group is like announcing. They're like, welcome. We're so excited to welcome our newest portfolio company and our first ever female CEO to um, our private equity uh, group, portfolio private equity group for our companies, Sanira Madani. And I stand up and I could see their faces just be like, oh my God, we thought she was the (laughs) events girl. And- I will never forget that moment. Like that is one of those stories that is like forever ingrained in me. And I don't know, I don't know if it was necessarily of, I wasn't dressed, I was dressed very business professional. I was dressed very professionally as a CEO, as I usually dress for work. But I think for them, it was like they've not seen a woman in that role. And they just naturally also just assumed that, I was part, like I was the event manager, but I could totally go back and relate to this story. So right. I had to, I had to feel like I needed to share it right now. No. And like, exactly correct.
0: And you illustrated a great point that I want, you know, your listeners to really understand is as women were naturally perception wise at a, as a, at a disadvantage. Yes. Right. Because the same meeting, the male in the room, he could have on a t-shirt and freaking cargo pants. Yeah, and like golf automatically, polos. Literally half of them are wearing golf polos. Right. Like, so we're already, you know, if you're a woman, if you're a woman of color, like anything that makes check, you different, check, yeah, check. this brings <laughs> you lower down to be like, oh, she must be the help. She must be the assistant. So, you know, it's not about dressing in character per se, but you know, so my book, uh, that recently came out style therapy, one of the exercises that we do is the seven day selfie challenge. So you're taking photos of yourself every day. And a lot of my clients are like, ew, selfies. But the purpose is to check in on how you feel in your clothes and how other people are perceiving you in your clothes. And part of the work that I do is combining goal setting with style. So it's like okay if I want to walk into a conference and have people respect me as a female CEO not you know mistake me for the coat check girl or whatever what do I need to do to embody a higher level so I can radiate that energy so I get the respect that I deserve yes and it's more about using style as a tool not to be like oh, oh my gosh I have to care about clothes too this is a cool weapon that women can use that men don't, they they can't really use it. Like we can, it's fun.
1: It's amazing. No, I fully believe in that. And I think, you know, just early on uh, I'm sure many of us have got the advice is to dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I love it when interns show up and we have a pretty like lax environment at Stacks, but they dress super professionally. They're so excited. It tells me that they're eager, that they're outside of their own comfort zone, that they're willing to learn, that that they care. They actually care about the way that they, they look. And it's not about what they actually look like. It's the, for me as an employer, it's about the effort. It's about the fact that you're acknowledging that you wanna be somewhere. And although you may just be, the, the, you know, the copywriting intern, but you're dressing as if you already had a director position role. Yeah, and it doesn't, it's, it, it's not, it's not about, it's respect. And it's not about having the, it's not about fancy or having anything expensive. And then I see on the opposite side, and I see this, like, even in my organization, unfortunately, where I see, you know, women, like, you know, not dress for the part that they even have. And they're way too lax and, and I, you know, and it, and it's sensitive as an employer to, as a mentor, I'm happy to give the feedback um, to, you know, as many people as I possibly can, but it becomes sensitive to, and, and I don't want to judge them on that. But unfortunately, sometimes it does make me think of, do they even care when they're like, why are you wearing flip-flops to work? Even if we're a casual environment, it is not business casual. And if I have to explain that to you, like in your level of, of role, that makes me think twice about the decision-making that you're making as a director.
0: Exactly, exactly. It would blow my mind. You know, again, my work environment too is very lax and it's fashion, it's free. We're expressing ourselves. We're still a business, but I would interview people and they would show up. I'll never forget this one girl showed up to a job interview for my company wearing cutoff shorts and a, like a cowboy hat. To a job interview. And I'm like, are you insane? <laughs> like, are you insane? It's just, it's disrespectful. And it it says a lot of how they feel about themselves and their ability. You know, there's just like a seriousness that's not really there. And, you know, something that is just true, whether we like it or not, is our subconscious is programmed to make associations with different things that we see." So if you see someone in flip-flops, whether we want to judge you or not, our subconscious is, and we're like, you're not serious about the work that you're doing, even though they very well could be, right? Absolutely. So it's so important to represent yourself well, not to impress other people that is a part of it, but to put that imprint on yourself. Like working from home, pre-pandemic, I've always worked from home. I always get dressed. I always get dressed. I always do my hair. I always do my makeup because I have a self-perception that wearing sweatpants is lazy, right? And that's going to make me more inclined to like, oh, let me take my laptop to the couch and work. Let Let me just kind of lay down a little bit when I'm working. Let me not get on Zoom because I look like crap today. But when you're dressed and when you're showing up, you're giving yourself cues that I mean business and like, let's get some stuff done. You can still be comfortable like you look cute now, you're saying you're dressed down, you look cute. There is a difference between like your weekend sweats and crusty and unbrushed hair than what you have on now. You still need no, business.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And CEO school is all about empowering women. And so what I want to make sure that the message that's being conveyed uh, and the conversation that we're having is taken in the right context, because I do believe that everyone has is entitled to their own personal style. Yes. they you know, like we don't want the world to look exactly the same, right? So you don't want, you know, I think it's amazing if somebody has like a really cool Western vibe in their style and you can still have an amazing style and still be professional and be taken seriously. And so I want to kind of bring that back because sometimes I feel like where I've, I've seen the younger generation, I, th- I think there's a huge difference between the different generationals of how they view work wear. In general, and oh, I don't want to take away for the younger listeners out here is that it's not about your style. I'm all about encouraging personal style. I have tattoos; like I never cover up my tattoos. <laughs> I, yeah, like there are so many ways to sho- showcase your style, your fashion, but also still be presentable. And what you talked about—that subconscious, unfortunately and fortunately both—this is the world that we live in. That we are, cont- and we're doing the same. Our mind, our subconscious is is making decisions without even us making decisions on autopilot. And so for success, for you to want to get to that next level of success, you have to be positioning yourself as the greatest. And we always say, don't judge a book by its cover, right? Always don't judge a book by its cover. Get every cover that everything that we purchase, <laughs> we still make an aesthetic decision around. Yes. And
0: so that, you know, what I really teach in my book, and my programs, like on my YouTube channel, everything, it's all about creating your signature style.
1: Okay. So tell us what is a signature style and how does one have a signature style? Right. So what does that look like?
0: My whole philosophy is taking style from the inside out. And a lot of people don't do this. You know, the fashion industry throws us imagery in magazines, imagery on social media, wear this and your life will look like this. It's all advertising. It's all BS, right? What we don't learn is to figure out who we are at our core and who we, what we want, and then dressing in a way that can get us that. So your signature style is a combination of your character, like who you are. If I showed up here because I'm professional and I'm a CEO and I had on a suit, that would be bullshit. Like I've got tattoos, I'm wild, I got a loud mouth. I need to be authentic to me. So it's blending like who you are and taking cues of, hey, if I showed up here in my pajamas, you would probably regret putting me on this show. (laughs) You'd be like, this chick is crazy, right? So it's blending what the subconscious and what is expected with you to come up with something unique. And this transcends budget, this transcends trends this transcends age body type expectations it's combining you with what you want in your style so i don't want anyone to look like cookie cutter i tell everybody ignore the trends unless you truly like it ignore the fashion industry. half of my clothes are old they're old they're either vintage or they're like 10 years old that i love this shirt is a men's shirt on amazon it was you know, $15, but I combine it with my little evil eye necklace. You don't have to look like everyone else. You don't have to spend money. You don't have to follow trends. It's getting into the core of like, who are you and translating that into
1: style. I love that. Something that I am really empowered around that I do um, every single day is I post an outfit of the day. And this outfit of the day is not necessarily oh, I have this shirt from Zara or here are these pants from Nordstrom and here's this bag from Chanel. It's not that kind of outfit of the day. I post what I feel inside. So every single day I post outfit of the day and it's whatever feeling either I'm feeling for the day or it's like my future state of what I need to feel for the day. So I'll post things like outfit of the day, empowered, outfit of the day, leadership, outfit of the day, vulnerable, outfit of the day, speaker. I don't know. So th- I'll just post what's happening in, in that day. So I can get my, before I get out of the house and I take my, my, my selfie of like me put together, walking into work. It's what I feel inside or what I need to be feeling inside. And you're, I wish more of the internet did that.
0: You're living the style therapy philosophy. Look at you. nice,
1: nice. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing that. I've been doing that for many years and now it's just become part of like, for those that follow me on Instagram, it, you can find that. Almost every day of my outfits of the day. But yes. it's the feeling.
0: That, see, that's exactly what I'm encouraging women to do. That's exactly what the selfie challenge is about. And you're doing it every day. But once you get to see, so like in that selfie challenge, you know, a lot of my clients and readers are like, oh my God, it was so eye opening because they're not realizing the feelings that they're projecting. They're not realizing the response that their outfit and their energy. Is, is bringing about. So once they see it, they can change it. And you can put on an outfit to be like, I'm empowered today. I'm professional, but I'm comfortable today. I'm whatever. I work so hard that sometimes I have to dress like crap. So I relax. <laughs> like on the weekends, yeah. I'm like, I'm not putting on makeup because I don't want to be sucked into Instagram stories. Like I want to relax. I want to watch movies and relax. This is relaxed clothes. We can control the narrative using style.
1: I really like that. And I think that uh, something that you talked about, it's not even about outside perception, right? So you talked about the feeling that clothing gives you. And I'm a, i am i really do. I have always been into fashion myself and always wanted to dress to feel really great, whatever that felt like. I actually don't have a million clothes in my closet. I'm a huge purger. I Rotate out. I make sure that, and I have the staple pieces that I wear all the time. And we had an incredible expert here, Corinne Morahan. Um, If you haven't caught her episode, she's an organizational expert. But just like how we think about even the consumer shopping levels today, everything is so easily accessible. We can get so consumed by purchasing, it's so cheap to purchase. We can literally get it tomorrow. And she really, um, something that she, we, her and I talked about in the episode that really hit home for me was even thinking about before you hit that buy button of, do you really need it? Do you really want it? What is that going to make you feel like, where is it going to go in your home? And so where I'm going with this is that I don't think you need a ton. And I think that sometimes that fashion sense or what it is, it's really about being intentional about the decision-making that your fashion, how it makes you feel and the productivity level that it makes you have as well. And so when you're working from home and you mentioned that that fact of wearing sweatpants, you can still dress for comfort, but if you're dressed too much for comfort, you will end up becoming comfortable and not being as productive as well. So it's so important to dress for work every day, whether you work from home, whether you work in office, whether you work, you know with clients not with clients or you're just on instagram uh to show up with your best self because it does trigger something in your mind it triggers something in your heart it triggers something in your body you're you're literally function differently because of your of what you put on every day or don't yeah. put on and you know like again i think the self
0: perception is one of the most important parts because it's the energy but we do have to pay attention to other people are perceiving us as well and especially as like entrepreneurs, people with a side hustle. Think about what your viewers are seeing when you're on Instagram, when you're on Instagram stories. Think about the dots that they're connecting because your appearance is very much part of your brand. It's very much part of your brand. So there are just all things that, it makes that total package
1: for success. It really does. I agree. And I think the point that I was trying to make was even if it's not for other people for yourself you even if you you know you're not in a role that has you're a new entrepreneur let's say and you've just quit your 9 to 5 and you are home and you don't have a social platform or you know you're a service based entrepreneur even still dressing for the part every day will help you get into a much better whatever that looks like in comfort as well but dressing to go to work makes a difference. And I think we saw that in the pandemic, right? We saw a huge shift in obviously work wear, go to complete lounge wear, where you had business on top, nothing on the bottom, right? Like yeah. how many fun memes that we have. And it was, it was fun for the part that we lived in for that time of it was comfort. We needed to be comfortable. We weren't leaving anywhere, but also it was tough to get back into routine. And that part of your brain needs that level of how you're showing up, how your level of productivity. One of the things that came out of the pandemic where there was so much depression that came out of the pandemic because people weren't in their regular cycles yep. at all. 100%. So even something as little as putting makeup on or putting lipstick on or just putting on new clothes for the morning instead of what you slept in to show up for work. Yeah. Those little incremental things had a huge effect on happiness. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. You have to balance the internal with the external, you have to balance the self perception with other people's perception. It's all it's never one or the other. Both are so important.
1: They definitely are. Lauren, so tell us a little bit about so now that you all the women, we're all in agreement, we all all have to have a signature (laughs) style, where do we go? Right? So where do we go? How do we curate this style for ourselves? What are your like best tips, tricks, places to shop? Let's talk fashion.
0: Yeah. So in my book, Style Therapy, it takes you through a 30 day journey of finding your signature style. So I highly suggest like there's a method to the madness. You know, I spent the early part of my career doing celebrity styling. Then I did personal styling. And one of the reasons that I kind of switched my business model into from working in person to courses and memberships and books and videos is because I wanted to empower women to style themselves, but using the principles that a stylist would use. Because when I started to shop for other people, I'm like, oh, this is not how normal people shop for themselves. Normal people shop on emotion, they shop on impulse, they shop at the same stores that they think, you know, the only ones they know, they don't have options. So in the book, I really break down the exact steps that I would take you through with the exact resources I would use if I were coming to you and styling you. So in the book, there's shopping by style type. So I'm helping you find your style type could be a blend of multiple to be like, Oh, so if you're more of like an edgy classic, you should shop at these stores. If your budget is more like this, you should try these stores. There's so many options, you know, I think that women, they want just like, just give me the answer. Yes. Tell me the perfect store to go to and the perfect outfit, but we're not a one size fits all, right? Like there's so many different variables. So it's really discovering like who you are, what's your style type, what's your budget, what's your body type and do-do-do-do, go here and not getting sucked into where everybody else is shopping. Me for example, now I shop mostly vintage because I like shopping sustainably, I like having stuff that other people don't have. I love the idea of you don't have to you can get good quality without having to go to Neiman's and Saks. You can go to Saks off 5th and find the same stuff, you know, the same brands, the same quality for a fraction of the price. So there's really so many options in terms of shopping, but you got to shop like a stylist is the key.
1: Okay, I love that. Shopping like a stylist, because you're right. When we do shop, it is on impulse and it is on feeling, not necessarily on function sometimes as well. I love that you talked about sustainability and fashion. This is something that I'm becoming more and more conscious about. And as I was telling you, Corinne, who was an organizing expert that has been on the show this was something that we talked deeply about was just the amount of stuff that we have and how it's not sustainable. We have to be very conscious. Fashion is something, and as an industry, is not sustainable right now. There are definitely brands that are coming out that are trying to leave our planet a better place, but because of our impulse behaviors, not we don't shop as stylists, we shop as humans, we are not leaving a good footprint for our environment. So do you have any favorites? you know, vintage is a great way to do it, but do you have any tips on sustainability or any thoughts on fashion and sustainability?
0: Yeah. So I think, you know, it's so funny and maybe it's controversial, but it's great that they're sustainable clothing brands, right? It's like, it's amazing that they have sustainable practices. They use recycled materials, but it's still in the same machine, right? Of like, Ooh, I need five new sweatsuits because we're in a pandemic. I'll get the sustainable brand. Like I love the brand 90%. It's a good sustainable brand for comfortable loungewear. They got cute little t-shirt dresses, but it's still, I want more. I need more. I got to get more. And you still get sick of it and you still get rid of it. So, you know, for me, I think true sustainability is figuring out that signature style where you can have the same jacket, even if you spent a lot of money on it or didn't and have it for 10 years. Like I have this beaded jacket that I bought at Saks. When I first started my business, it was so expensive, but I had to have it. It was 12 years ago. I still have the jacket still fits. I still wear it. I still get compliments on it. That's the ultimate form of sustainability right there. And when you buy higher quality clothing, you can put it back into a recyclable machine. So that jacket, when I get sick of it, I can consign it at the real reel. and someone else can purchase that jacket and it's it's being recycled, right? It's not like, oh, this is organic fabric. So like, whatever, I'll just buy two of them and still end up dumping them and not getting your money back because it's not a quality brand that someone else is going to want later. So- That's kind of the way that I think about sustainability is high quality things that you love and have for a long time that you can pass down in some way.
1: I agree with that 100%. I think that is exactly where I was headed with this statement, because I think we're fooled sometimes just by it is great to have. Brands should be sustainable, but it's about what we bring in and what we choose to do every day that's actually going to drive the real sustainability of our earth, like truly is how we function every single day. And that includes by, not just by what we purchase for our clothing, but all of our actions in our home. We do this all day long with Amazon and gadgets and every, and we're all guilty of it, right? It's the it's the tchotchke that's like the the nine egg maker that you didn't need that you could just boil your eggs. Like, right, like, and we-, right. we buy, we do all of these things, but they end up in a landfill somewhere later. I love it. I love this conversation. I love that you're doing, how can we all get for sure your book style therapy is a place that we can learn from where else can we learn from you to learn more about signature style and becoming uh, our best selves through fashion. So definitely check out my YouTube
0: channel. I have So many videos, so many videos with amazing um, resources. So it's just my name, Laura Messiah um, on YouTube. And then definitely follow me on Instagram as well. You can get yourself a little free fix of uh, fashion tips.
1: I love it. I can't wait to be following along. And we're so happy and honored that you were here for our show today. I'm all about empowering women from the inside out and outside is good too, that matters too. And not only is it about ourselves, it's about the perception of where we can go to drive the success for our dreams. And that comes from everything about us inside and out. So thank you, Lauren, for being on the show, sharing a piece of your heart with us. We're honored to have you today. And until next week at CEO School, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast and show. Our team at CEO School works extremely hard to bring you the best content, authentic conversations, and expert guests curated every single week to keep you leveling up in leadership, business, and in life. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a five-star rating telling us what you enjoy the most. We will be sending CEO School swag for the next 100 reviews, so don't miss out. Write a review and send us a screenshot at podcast.com at theceoschool.co to claim your swag. Again, it's podcast at theceoschool.co to claim your swag. Thanks so much. We love having you here.